Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Uptight. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood, Clippers Podcast. Keeping Hell the yeah. energy high over here. There's only one option, man. <laughs> we gotta win, that's we it. Gotta win, only thing to do when your back's against the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, in case you didn't know, we are locked on Clips. We come at you five days a week with all the fresh Clippers content. Seven in the morning, come hang out. It's yeah. a good way to start your day. Pacific time, it's yep. great. Uh, speaking of great times, Clippers, Suns, Game 5 Let's preview. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get we're going to get into what we need to do well as well as what could go wrong in that game, give you a couple of key matchups. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's the Freshies slash the Luke Kennard Progress Report. Yeah. It's a mixed bag of mostly good stuff to report on Luke. Yes. In, including one thing I'm keeping my eye on in a positive way. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Ohio's loving you for this episode. Uh, and then, of course, the Freshies. We talk about the new guys to the squad. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the... The cumulative knocks, as I yeah, call them. For sure. uh, and then in shavings, speaking of Clippers, we got to talk assistant coach Chauncey Billups. That uh, whole debacle. Yeah, finalized Whatever. for the Trailblazers. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to end this episode with a positive message. Oh, absolutely. And a little bit of context for everybody out there 100%. in you know, Clipper land. So all that and more coming up right about now, but first gotta let you know, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Yep. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Great movie, great app. Great movie. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Clipper Suns Game 5 Preview. Look. We're not, we're not here to talk about what happened in game four. We all know what happened. Great D. That's what Great happened, Great defense. Buddy. Bunch of bullshit reffing. That's what <laughs> happened. Um, we're getting what right into what we need to do well, other than win this damn game. This is a resilient team. We can absolutely win this game. Yeah. We've seen what's going on. We need to keep playing the same defensive style that we've been playing. The defense on the backcourt has been impressive. It's It's been... <laughs> It's one of the more underrated things of this entire playoff process. Oh, yeah. Along with how much Paul George has had to shoulder. But we're missing our best defender. Our third and fourth best defenders are pretty hobbled. Yeah. Um, Patrick Beverly's playing phenomenal. In the last three games. And Pat Bev, who like, has not really been a factor in, mm -mm. The, in, in either has of the two rounds previous. Stepped up. In the last three games, Devin Booker has scored 60 points on 59 shots. The Suns are shooting 25% from three in the last three games. When Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Cameron Payne are guarded by Zoo, um, they're a combined 12 of 45, which is 27%. So, like, we've, on the defensive side of the ball, we've done enough to figure out how to deter the Suns' offense. There's not going to be a lot of changes in game five, so we need to stick to the same defensive drill down that Tyler has these guys playing and believe in it because it's worked. It has worked. It's been a, it's been a great adjustment. Um, they've you know they've really been able to like like I said muck things up and kind of make things really ninety two points eighty four points. Like yeah. yes, the eighty four is a bit of an anomaly because that was one of the worst offensive basketball games in the history of basketball. <laughs> but that doesn't happen without some good defense. Absolutely, absolutely. And then just tying into that, like we got to continue to hunt mismatches, and yep. especially be aggressive on Paul and Book. Look, we've gotten these guys in foul troubles the last couple games. Mm -hmm. uh, the combination of the agitation that they're facing yeah. uh, from our defense uh, when they're on O, and then just attacking them whenever they're on the defensive end. Uh, I just think it's kind of our best shot at like 
land in that punch that we really yeah. need to in a hostile environment. We got to come out swinging early. Like I want to be the 10-2 lead needs to be the Clippers to open game five mm-hmm. um, to really have a shot in this one. What else do we got to do well? Just continue to create quality looks, man. Yep. It's it's They're really there. tough. It's, They're there. It's really tough. Shooting 16% from three is <laughs> not ideal. It's just so incredibly bad. Like I just that we can't even I can't even comment on it. Like there's no, nothing to ascertain or take away from that. Uh, look, the quality of the looks has definitely been there. I know we keep talking about fatigue. I'm not going to beat that horse anymore. Or I'm not beating any horse. I'm not going <laughs> to beat that point. But, it, you know, it does get a little demoralizing to see these shots kind of missing short. It's very demoralizing, and it's very much a sign of um, fatigue and stuff like that. And we'll talk about this more in the freshies, but, like, yeah, just what we need to do well is just everybody stay safe out there. Man. Hey, let's have some fun. Let's stay safe. <laughs> Absolutely. No more knocks. Yeah. No more little injuries. Uh, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk a lot more about that in the freshies. So what could go wrong in this one? Look. We might go cold, okay? There were two separate. <laughs> there were two. <laughs> se- there were two separate stretches in Game Four where I think we went a six-minute stretch without scoring and an eight-minute stretch without scoring. Absolutely, an brutal. entire quarter of not scoring. We missed twelve straight chances to tie or take the lead in the fourth in Game Four. There is a fatigue factor, but sixteen percent from three is not happening again. No, no. I, I, it's not going to happen again. Um, and going forty-two percent from two also probably not happening again. Yeah. So I'm not super worried about this. The looks are going to be quality. Um, we might see, there might be some curveballs in this game. I'm I'm not saying that I think it will happen, but if Patrick Patterson sees minutes, don't lose your minds. I think that's maybe a possibility. I mean, we're going to have to, um, we're going to leave everything on the floor. And we that, have to. That just is what it yeah. is. And I'm perfectly fine with that because we got Ty Lue behind that. This team has the fought their hearts out for this Absolutely. whole this whole series. So, so uh, we, we just can't go cold really at any point. I mean, almost, I mean, we can go cold once. Yeah. I'll say that. How about Yeah. We can go cold one time. Yeah. We can take one of those stints. We can take one really shitty offensive stint. Which might happen, um, but we can't take two. if the defense, like if yes. you know, if Which we I'm, do all the things well yeah. that we mentioned previously. Another thing that could go wrong is if we show up weak on the glass. We gotta be. Oof. I want to see maybe maybe throw boogie in for a couple kind of assertive possessions, get a couple fouls, maybe early so we can soak those up. But let's assert ourselves. Yeah, look, I know the team is is tired, but the thing is, is putting yourself into positions where you have to def- to defend for thirty seven plus seconds is not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. Uh, in a low scoring game, they still doubled us up in second chance points. I, I mean, we've talked about this all year. Uh, it's just, it's difficult, you know? Uh, it's hard, you know, going small. I'd like to see Zoo securing some of these boards a little bit more authoritatively. Oof. Can we talk about how many rebounds he's fumbled or had snatched away, sometimes even by like a guard? For sure. This is an issue with Zoo. Zoo has hands issues. What is wrong with his hands? Zoo has a hands issue. Um, it reminds me of the scene in Miracle when the goalie's doing that crazy like ball drill on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoo needs to do that all off season. Yeah. Zoo needs to do that all off season. Part of me is like, Dude, Zoo also that that picture of Chris Paul like pulling down Zoo's jersey when he's going for that that dunk. <laughs> yeah. Like Zoo's not getting a kind whistle, which I think plays a small part of it. But Zoo's got to work on his hands. Definitely. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, we love Zoo on this podcast. We will defend him, but I'm not gonna. Pretend Some of the like rebounding the, stuff, like I'm sorry, it's undeniable. Yeah. I'm not gonna pretend like he has consistent soft hands. Yeah. Which you absolutely need. Um. 
The finishing yeah. is like I can even get over that. He gets because he hits his free throws. He gets to the, the line enough, yeah. you know, that it's not like it's not that big of a deal. But the rebounding has got to be a little bit more assertive. For sure. Also, Paul George has been absolutely massive Dude. in the rebounding yes. department with you know with Kawhi out. It's not being talked about enough how he's grown that part of his game. Like, I mean, he's always been a solid rebounder. He's been a solid rebounder, but a the amount like of like twenty plus point and fifteen plus board games. <laughs> yeah. Like that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, key matchups in this one, Paul George versus Fatigue. Um, yep. The, the man has played 150 more playoff minutes than the second place player so far. God, that hurts my head. It's an, It makes no sense. He's been carrying the Clippers. Fatigue has really, you can tell there's fatigue in the free throws. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get into the details, but you know what we're talking about. We need another 20, plus, 20 point plus and 10 rebound plus game from him. And five plus assists. Probably. Sure. Um, it's doable. I'm expecting it. And I don't mean that in some dickish way. It's there. It's absolutely there. We also need Patrick Beverly. Um, this is, I don't think this is crazy to say, it. this is his best stretch as a Clipper in the playoffs in his career. The most impactful. It's the absolutely. most impactful he's ever yeah. been. It's been so damn good, his defense on Devin Booker. We're going to need it yet again in game five to take this to six. I don't have... Um, you know, I think it's going to happen. I think a lot of it is predicated on what the whistle's like early. Yeah. I think that's something to look out for. I know that. If he gets one in the first quarter. The first. Whew. Paul George getting that foul on the first I was like, oh, game. God. Yeah, like yeah. he just knew what kind of game it was um, going to be. So hopefully the whistle's not crazy, but Bev's been playing great. We also might need him to, we might need him to pull the trigger a little bit more. We might need, we might need one of those Bev games where he goes kind of crazy. Um, and I don't mean like Reggie Jackson level crazy. I mean, like I just don't want to see like any four hesitancy. Four of five from three, crazy. Like that crazy efficiency on only five shots or so. And I think a big thing is like just don't hesitate, man. Like you know, the shot is there. Like you're for your career. Like what a thirty-six or thirty-eight percent three-point yeah. shooter. It's there, man. Just trust in it. Take it. Put it, it up. It. Yeah. Same with Reggie. Like Reggie Jackson needs to be huge. Um, another thing in here: uh, Chris Paul versus not being a complete dickhead. Plus the refs. That'd be nice. Versus being not yeah. complete morons. Yeah, that'd be nice. Chris Paul kind of stomped on Luke's heel. Okay, I will never get over this, and I'm, I know we're horrible. not. I know we're not hampering too right. much on no. Game Four. That was a dirty ass mm -hmm. play. Hundred percent. He's doing off-axis five forties anytime Zoo contends a shot and just flinging his legs out there, um, yeah. which is annoying. And then let's hope any potential game-changing calls actually get reviewed. Just there's just a thing in my mind. Yeah, just been thinking that for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, prediction for this game. We got it. I think we can put up the fight. It's I think there. we can keep this thing going. The pieces are there. Like yeah. we, we have the blueprint for how to beat this Suns team. We need Our defense, shots to fall. If, like if we can continue this, like we have been able to pretty much stomp them out. The mm -hmm. only answer we don't super have is for Aiden. It's for Aiden, which we need a big game from Zoo yet again. He's been phenomenal these past couple games. Yes. It's there, Clipper Nation. There's not a whole bunch of analysis from us other than let's let let's just LFG. You know, classic, classic Joseph Fry Award. Shout out Joseph Fry Award. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking uh, the freshies as well as the Luke Kennard progress report. But first, you hungry? Starving. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Built Bar. The new improved Built Bar is even deliciouser than before. That's a word that they invented. Uh, they have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut. Their six new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. I like uh, Cherry Bar C is pretty good. Fun name, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. 
Right now, while supplies last, this is a limited drop. Sound the alarm. Might get a free cooler with your purchase. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so we're back with the Freshies slash the Luke Kennard Progress Report. Where do you want to yeah. kick this thing off? Let's kick it off with um, the the Freshies because we, okay. didn't, we didn't talk about this in kind of the game preview, but the Clippers injury report only had Kawhi and Surge on it. Yeah. Which, if you're listening to this for Kawhi updates, we don't have any. No one does. Basically, what I think is happening is that he's using his medical team, mm -hmm. um, which the Clippers knew was going to happen, and the Clippers aren't rushing him back, which is a good decision. The only way I feel like that you could do irreparable damage to the relationship between the organization uh, and Kawhi is to... Rush not, him back. not empower him to trust in his perfect own, way to say it. His own medical and training staff, and uh, you know, while we might not have all the details, and there's some speculation that perhaps the team doesn't even have all the details. Yep. Uh, truly, if you want to continue, there's no other option with Kawhi. That like this is what you do. You have to wait for his people. And I think one of the things that makes it difficult is this is this has <laughs> fumes of what happened in San Antonio. I'm just saying fumes. Oh, but I think what the Clippers have done well is that they have not they have not released anything exactly. outside of Only like, in the, it has fumes only in the sense that we're at Kawhi's Medical's team's whim. Mm -hmm. And the what the Clippers have done nothing to misstep that that yeah. we know for sure of right now. Yes. So, we're just waiting on that. Um but Surgeon Kawhi on the injury report, this is annoying because a everyone knows that Serge is out back mm -hmm. surgery um the quiet Leonard needs to be on the great bench. fits though on the bench still look the fits look the fits are doing a lot of work <laughs> over there um but what's annoying is that these injury reports are useless because based on what the head coach is saying mm -hmm. there's guys who are not 100 percent marcus morris was a game time decision the other day yeah got switched out was, of the starting was, was never but he, i don't think he was ever listed as questionable never even on the injury report also we didn't talk about this in the first segment let's start terrence mann in game five Let's not start Marcus Morris. So th that's the other kind of thing, right? Is looking at these Batum minutes and, and the Morris minutes and all these things. Like these guys, clearly something's going on there. We have a carousel of these guys are probably hurt right now for the Clippers. Yes. Um, and that carousel, for various reasons, is Batum, Man, and Morris. Despite Marcus Morris being kind of the like presser talk for the injury, yeah, which is, I'm not what we're about. Like this, it makes sense. He is definitely not 100. percent Yeah, as said by Ty Lue, apparently not enough hurt to be on the injury report, but enough hurt to be a game time decision, which is pretty last second. Like that's a <laughs> that's questionable. Yeah, um, you know, in, in my brain, I think Batum is the most hurt. Of any of these guys. Yeah, I think Mann is kind of soldiering through stuff a little bit younger. Young legs. Um, Got those 24-year-old legs. But yeah, you look at like him kind of going in and out of the starting lineup, some of his minutes. Um, I mean, yeah. the first the the first and second rounds, he averaged 32 minutes a game. He's averaging 20 Batum. minutes. Yeah, he's yeah. averaging 20 minutes a game yeah. through four. Yeah. And we know, like, it's not like Ty Lue is like, well, Batum's not impactful. No. <laughs> we, like, 100%. It's not Doc. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Then, <laughs> there's got to be physical limitations going on. There, there. absolutely has to be. Um, there was some scuttlebutt 
that man was actually hurt. Mm-hmm. But not a whole lot of evidence to suggest that because I think part of it's because he's young. Yeah. And his athleticism is weirdly untapped still, it seems like. Yeah. I'm being honest. Um, Can you imagine if he was able to like take a, even a minor jump this offseason? Incre- I mean, I think I have I have no reason to think he won't based on this season. Um, so damn good. But I think like I think Batum is in worse shape than Morris. Oh, from a from a is he good to go? Because like, dude, like Morris is still starting. Yeah, and like, I just I don't know. Um, this one's kind of a touchy subject. Yeah, let's let's do it. Do we talk about the zoo thing? Yeah, we got to talk about the zoo thing. All right, we so, talk about the zoo thing. I mean, you're if, totally right. If you watch Game Four, you know there there was a point where Zoo fell to the ground, clutching his knee in third, the third quarter. quarter. Yes, uh, and everyone was like, huh. And he had trouble walking in the free throw line to shoot the free throws. Yes. A knee that he's throws. never had issues with. Yeah. This has not been, he's, we literally know he's, he hasn't missed a game all year. He's an Iron Man. He's an Iron Man. Uh, so, you know, that's a little concerning. Um, and then he did end up playing eight more minutes in the, on fourth. the knee. There's been some scuttlebutt, know, continued some, scuttlebutt, some continued scuttlebutt <laughs> that maybe the knee thing is, you know, um, what the Clippers would call a knock. When it's closer to a sprain. When it's closer to a sprain. Um, we don't have anything. This isn't for sure. There's nothing official yet. There's nothing official yet. Literally probably never will be for any of these injuries, which is very frustrating. Yep, no. Nope. But this is something to look for in game five. Yeah. Because if... Such if, a factor. If what happened in game four, if that, you know, because I mean, he was, he was touching the knee. Yeah. And... Apparently, and you know, this medical staff with knee things, history. Apparent, uh, history is just like, yeah, just run it out, dude. No, just keep doing more stuff on the knee that hurts you. Let's just do that. Um, you ever try not being a baby? <laughs> yeah, like seriously, like, oh, you hurt your, oh, you hurt your knee. <laughs> so that's something to watch oh, for in game back's five. Gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah. So we hope that that we obviously everyone hopes that's nothing serious, but it is something to be conscious of. Definitely. And maybe keep your ears open. Good vibes out there. Like, good vibes. Good that it, vibes. You know, that it is just... They're not quitting. That it is just a quote-unquote knock, but... Yeah. Y- yeah. Uh, it's It's been... It's. I guess the whole point of the segment has just been... It's. We're used to this organization not having a whole lot of transparency. I would say yeah. stuff like this, to me, is actually a little troubling. It's infuriating from a fan perspective. Yeah. Um, or a covering the team perspective. Sure. Or just... Uh, Hey man, what's confidence, up with these guys' perspective? Confidence in the medical team in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think every player on the Clippers should probably have their own medical team if they could afford it. Yeah. Yeah. They that's got the, the thing. I mean, that's the thing. No, I, yeah, I, no, you're totally right on that. Yeah. Um, I think for a for a nominal fee, I could I could moonlight as a couple Clippers medical experts. I got one WebMD. I can get a stethoscope, no problem. For Hertz, <laughs> maybe don't play. Maybe don't play. They're like, Whoa, what? <laughs> um, all right, we're going to end on a happy note. The Luke Kennard progress report. Woo! Luke Kennard um, played 20 minutes in game three, was minus six, but hit two of five threes. Yeah. Which you need it. Very weird. Played just 12 minutes in game four, was a plus five. Yeah. But went 0 of three from three. So a wonky night. Wonky for night. Very effective other than shooting, which 
It's cured a couple boards. I mean, for the like seven people on Twitter who seemingly only watch player cam games that are for Luke Kennard when he plays on the Clippers, um, he's doing a lot more than scoring to help the team. Yeah, which is really what you want. It's it's interesting to see sort of that evolution. Uh, and the positive thing that I alluded to at the thing that I'm watching for is that rebounding. Look, sometimes the hustle's there, dude. Sometimes he is flying through the air over a bunch of dudes to grab to snag these things down. Um, so the hustle and the effort is definitely there. You got to think that Bev influence has been really, really positive for him. Um, you know, just seeing as another kind of undersized guard, um, what you're still like, what you can still contribute uh, on the defensive end, and how you can be a positive impact player. Um, you know, without having to have the ball in your hands and without having to score necessarily. Um, so I, I think that that's been huge. Um, he also had a nice hustle play in that game four where he saved the ball from going out of bounds, found Zoo, uh, and Zoo ended up getting some free throws out of it, which, you know, you love to see. Yeah, I mean, it, like he, he, him finding ways to contribute when the shot's not there is really the only thing he should be doing. And yeah. he's been doing it. Yeah. Which is great. I think... It was a long way down the road. This playoffs has to make you psyched for Luke Kennard next year. Man, so... He's shown a lot more. Here's the thing that I've been uh, just mulling over in my head. If, like, you know, the the danger, worst-case scenario thing, and I'm not getting down on anything, but if the worst-case scenario thing was to happen where Quiet did not want to resign, looking at some years of a backcourt of Terrence Mann and, and Luke Kennard is is not very dark to me. No, like, that's, that's a seems, fun time, I gotta dude. be honest, that's a pretty good time, uh, you know, with PG in the mix. Uh, I, I don't know. I think... I think that there's a lot of stuff to look forward to with this team, uh, both in both in this game five and you know, w- you know, once we come back, the future's there. The That's future, the thing. The future's there. We, b- despite being an old team, I mean, like the reason we do this Luke and our progress report is because it is nice to have some young guys that like are still there. <laughs> we also need listens in Northeast Ohio, uh, not Northeast. Trying to trying to boost those. Yeah, trying to boost those Ohio numbers. Um, Going up, uh, we're going to be talking the the Chauncey Billups debacle, um, the Chauncey Billups brouhaha, whatever the hell is going on over there in Portland. Um, and then just just taking a sec, just to, you know, to really talk to the fans. Um, honestly, let's look in the mirror when I'm doing that next we're, segment. We're trying to fat man scoop this thing. We're trying to fat man scoop this thing. Um, but first, Will, if I wanted to bet online, where would I do that? Uh, well, it's right in the name. You want to go to betonline.ag. Oh, joy. <laughs> BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, over. College basketball, <laughs> dunzo. Get it out of here. But the NBA, NHL, WNBA, and MLB are all in full swing. But BetOnline doesn't just cover sports. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Plus, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome to Shavings. So, Chauncey Billups is going to end up the Blazers coach. Yeah. And no one is happy about it for various reasons that matter more than others, Apparently. including the 
Damian Lillard? Apparently. So I think this is where we should kick things off, is like the Damian Lillard uh, discontent. Yeah. So first of all, from a coaching standpoint, yeah, bum the Clippers are going to be losing Chauncey Billups. Yes. Been a good coach. Um, But like Damian Lillard said he wasn't involved in the coaching search, but has been quoted saying that he wants Chauncey Billups as a coach. And then they hire Chauncey Billups as a coach. And then some... And then some pretty heinous details came out about uh, Chauncey Billups' past sexual assault yeah. situation. Um, and, like, the Blazers are rightfully getting a ton of flack. For the hiring for this. decision. Yeah. It really feels like at this point... Like, it's funny. We kind of talked about how Chauncey Billups was being interviewed for these jobs. And it was like, oh, it feels like Chauncey Billups' name is being used as kind of like a weird, like, oh, we interviewed Chauncey Billups. And then they don't hire him. Yeah. Becky Hammond is now in that role. Yep. Becky Hammond is now the, hey, we interviewed Becky Hammond. It's like, are you going to hire? And they're like, well, no, of course not. You're like, well, wait, what? Like, yeah. So that seems like that situation, they really just use that as disrespectfully kind of a prop to say that they, it seemed like they were going Chauncey Billups the whole time. Yeah. And then they like interviewed Becky Hammond um, to kind of use that as like, hey, we interviewed Becky Hammond. Um, But like the Blazers don't even seem confident in this hire because they announced it in the middle of the fourth quarter of Hawks versus Bucks. Like it was a weird news dump and not a coach who is replacing the guy who was there for nine years. And I'm not saying this is some weird like I love Terry Stotts guy. But your franchise is getting a new coach for the first time in almost a decade, which in modern NBA time... That, that's a long time for a head coach. like 17 years. Um, I just, like, what is happening? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I what it's, it's just so weird to me that, like, the Dame thing where he now doesn't want him and says that he wasn't involved in the search, and I just... I just cannot imagine that being true. And the thing is, is like, if you have second thoughts because you didn't know about the like the sexual assault allegations, which I mean, perfectly frank, on this podcast, we weren't very aware of, no. of that entire situation. I didn't talk about, we didn't talk about the Chauncey Billups stuff because we saw rumblings of it. And it was like, this is, once you read the details, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, why would you just... There's a, there's a thing called due diligence. Yeah. And it's either something a team does and they do not care what they find. Yes. Or it's That's a very good point. Because it's not like the team has worse research skills than us. <laughs> yeah, than this podcast. Than the, than the two people behind this podcast. Or they're just not doing due diligence. So it's a lose-lose for the franchise. Absolutely. Either yeah. way. Um, yeah, I like... I don't know what to make of this other than they... Probably shouldn't have hired Chauncey Billups. Yeah. And that Damian Kid Lillard. Kid and Billups getting hired, I feel like is not a good look for the league in terms of like. No, in terms of domestic abusers getting like these chances. Yeah. Um, and also Damian Lillard is not as cool of a dude as people think and just never has been. He's lame. Now he's now he's mad he's that lame. you can't win a championship. He's lame and I hate that he's like still talking, like finding ways to throw shots at players who are actually still in the playoffs. Hey, maybe he'll make a shoe about the whole thing. <laughs> um, all right. We gotta, Sorry, we're, we're we got to wind this thing we're, down. We're, 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 we're done soapboxing over here. We got to wind this thing down. Um, we got to take a second, just these last couple minutes, and remember that this Clippers team is not out of this series. 
Not at all. In any way, shape, or form. I yes. just, I, I know we talked about it, but in, to, to lead into this segment, but the Fat Man Scoop, uh, can he go to Phoenix? Is that, Dude, Fat is Man that Scoop. arrangeable? Could he be on the bench? What is his retainer? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, uh, he did a he, he did a performance during a timeout. Uh, he came at, out of at, nowhere. At Staples, he might as well out, have dropped down from the rafters. It came out of nowhere and it completely turned around the crowd. It like completely turned around the vibe. It the was Clippers amazing. immediately got a stop, and I'm pretty sure it broke a drought and got a score. It was real. But it's a reminder that this team does not quit. Yes, absolutely. This Clippers team does not quit. Don't know how. Last night we were talking about um, how this is the greatest Clippers season ever. We had, I mean, like, yeah. It's just going a little too fast for, I think, a majority of us to really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, if you've been having truffle, trouble realizing how great it's been, you're not the only one. And yes, it is an amazing season and continues to be an amazing season. Absolutely. This thing is not over yet. Absolutely. It's time to get back up and take another swing. The series can come back to Staples. Like... They can do this. Yeah. That's the thing, is that it's going to be difficult. Losing Kawhi Leonard, difficult. Losing Surge, hard. Seemingly four other people with an injury thing, hard. But there's no there's no quit. There is no quit. This team is different than any other Clippers team in that sense. Truly. Yeah. There's a resiliency with this team that it does not matter. No. Like, I'm half expecting Ty Lue to rip off his coaching gear and just have a uniform ready to go. Maybe <laughs> dish out a couple assists. I don't know. He watches enough film. Um, I'm excited for game five. Yes. It's going to be, you know what we're in for? We're in for another rock fight. Yes. And 100%. I'm, I'm riding with this. You got to just ride with these Clippers. You got it. It's been an unbelievable season. Bask in the glory of the season because it has been the most successful season that any of us have ever witnessed as Clippers fans. Absolutely. It's been wonderful to watch. And it's still going. It's going to come back to Los Angeles for game six. Let's all get hyped on that classic potential Wednesday night game six matchup. But right now we're focused on game five. Thursday's one episode, game at a time. One game at a time, y'all. Thursday's episode, a recap of game five, the must-win game five. Twitter Tuesday. So send your questions in at Lockdown Clips. Yes. We're going to be sending that prompt out before game five. So be careful with what you ask. <laughs> um, and then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipland, hopefully not a lot. I hope it's fine. Um, it will be. It'll be fine. Will, where can these people, um, you know, tell their city council member that they should listen to us to get a better idea of what's going on in the city? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could check us out on iTunes with the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. Basically, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can tell people to check us out. You can also tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. It'll listen to you, and it'll definitely play it. As we mentioned up top, we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. We absolutely would. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.